There is a difference between hitting the ground and hitting concrete. So in my mind, hitting the ground, you're going to be injured. You're going to get your bell rung. You're going to be scraped up. You're going to be bruised. You might need some stitches. But hitting concrete, you're probably going to die. Okay, that's what I would call a career ender, a deal breaker. There's no coming back from that. I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight-up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. Christy Code Red, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer, and welcome to another episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I know lately Carrie has not been on here with me because you guys, she has up until just recently had really unstable internet at her house because you know she lives out in Ten Buck too. I went and visited her in January. Was it January? Yeah, January 2021. And uh, holy, it's like two hours from the airport. She is out in the middle of nowhere, out in East Jesus. And they were having internet problems. But I, I do believe that she's got the internet fixed now. So she can get back on and record some podcasts with me. We both love doing it. We both love coming to you. We both, you know, do well bouncing off each other. It's so funny. It's so much fun. It's really like quite literally our favorite thing to do. So... Don't worry. Don't worry. Carrie will be back with us. Uh, you might notice that I'm wearing my Swanee's daywear glasses. Right now I'm recording this and it's 5 p.m. And that's definitely not, you know, it's not the daytime daytime. But I have camera. I have my big iMac here, my MacBook, my iPad, my iPhone, and two like blue light all over the place. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see blue light all over the place. And when you're getting that much blue light, that really hinders your ability to make melatonin. And I realize I'm not going to bed for another three hours, but I don't want anything to hinder that. I mean, it's, you know, I get up at five and I want my brain to start settling down. It's a lot of eye strain. It's a lot of strain on my body, on my brain, on my head, on my eyes to be working like this surrounded by so much blue light. So I partnered up with Swanwick, which is a company out of Australia owned by brothers, a family owned company. Uh, I, God, I teamed up with them years ago, you guys. I've been an affiliate with them for years. And uh, they really treat us great. They really treat us nice. They give you guys a 15% off discount on Swannies if you use the code, code red 15 So I'll link them up below. Don't forget to get yourself a pair. These are the day wear. See, they're clear. And then on my nightstand, the night Swannies. And those are tinted. And that's going to really, that's going to block 80% of the blue light. These are more for reducing eye strain. And I, I look cool in them. That's what I think. So right now I am talking about the difference between hitting the ground and hitting concrete. Hitting the ground and hitting concrete. Well, what the heck, Christy? <laughs> I know. Let me explain. There is a difference between hitting the ground and hitting concrete. So in my mind, hitting the ground, you're going to be injured. 
You're going to get your bell rung. You're going to be scraped up. You're going to be bruised. You might need some stitches. But hitting concrete, you're probably going to die. Okay, that's what I would call a career ender, a deal breaker. There's no coming back from that. Now, look, I'm talking about, I'm just just verbally speaking here. I'm using this as an analogy. I'm not literally speaking about hitting the ground. Like, don't take, well, wait a minute, Christy. You know, I'm, I'm using this for something, for a way for you to picture in your mind. Hitting the ground versus hitting concrete. Hitting the ground, it's going to hurt. You're going to be scraped and bruised, but you're not going to die. Hitting concrete, yeah, that's going to be a deal breaker. That's going to be a, a career ender, we like to call it. So what does this have to do with you? I have hit the hard ground so many times, <laughs> so many times. I have screwed up in all of my careers. I have had many careers. I went to nursing school. I was a CNA at, since the age of 15. I mean, as soon as I could start working in the state of Idaho, I went and got my CNA license. I was totally, I wanted to be an RN more than I can possibly even tell you. I still dream about being an RN. I know, I know, but I do. I'm just obsessed with registered nurses. I love them. I love them. I love them. I love them. And I wanted to be, I just dreamt about being a, a registered nurse. And I spent all my teens through high school working in a nursing home, the Orfino Care Center. I have stories about the Orfino Care Center. So I had a short career in the medical field. I had my professional boxing career. I had my personal training career for a long time, for 13 years. I trained horses for 13 years. Okay, I have my career, as you know me, as the owner and CEO of Code Red and a weight loss coach. I haven't really, you wouldn't call this a career, but I have, you know, my mountain biking, my cycling. I have done a lot of stuff in my life. And every single one of my careers, I have hit the hard ground. Let me freaking tell you. But I think a lot of people might look at some of the mistakes I've made uh, and they would have considered them hitting the concrete. They would have just been like, Psh. and I think a lot of crap I've gone through would be hitting the concrete, you know, deal breakers, career enders. And in other people's eyes, yeah, Christy ain't coming back from that. There's no way. I mean, guys, my very first boxing match, I lost my very first boxing match. You know, in boxing, I've spoken about this uh, many times. Um, in boxing, if you're pretty and you can fight, you get more fight opportunities because sex sells in boxing like it does in anything else. And men are the generally the ticket buyers for boxing and MMA and UFC and, and that whole thing. And I, I don't know a lot about the MMA and stuff, but I do know about boxing. And I know that the MMA is huge and UFC is huge, even for women. That's the place you want to be if you're going to start a, start a fighting career. You might want to start a fighting career over there. But <laughs> back in my day, boxing was still fairly big. And if you could speak to the press, you got more fight opportunities. It's all about ticket sales. It's all about how many people you can get in the seats. It's all about the ticket sales. And I could sell the crap out of an arena. I mean, I was on the Roy Jones Jr. Glenn Johnson undercard at the FedEx Forum. When was that? Oh, geez. 
2005? I don't remember, you guys. I was the co-main event. A local girl. Co-main event. Glenn Johnson, Roy Jones Jr., Christy Code Red right there. And I brought in more people. I brought in just as many folks because that was the local favorite. It's all about how many butts you can get in the seats. It's very little about how good of a fighter you are and more about the kind of show you put on. Okay? So imagine one of my fights, you know, uh, sold out. I got this hair. At the time, it's red. You know, I've got good showmanship, and I did a lot of promoting. I always do a lot of promoting before my fights. Like when I fought at Madison Square Garden, I mean, they just, they used me to promote the crap out of this. I was on all kinds of shows. It was on all, I was on all kinds of media outlets to try to promote the fight at the Madison Square Garden, the St. Patrick's Day fight, 2008. And so they were, they always send me to a lot of different radio, TV, newspapers, interviews, whatever I could do, ribbon cuttings, schools, wherever they think that they could use me, they used me to death when it came to promoting. Okay. And so here I am. I walk into my very first fight. I go into my very first fight. Christy, Code Red, Nickel. Holy crap. Yeah. Woo. Oh, that's awesome. And guys, I've never been knocked out. I never got knocked out in any fight. I've never even been knocked down. But I lost by decision. I lost that fight. And it was so humiliating. And fight fans are fickle. They won't stand behind you, you know, and mine did. I mean, I had another, you know, 14 fights after that. But they don't, <laughs> you got to be, you got to be winning for fight fans to stay behind you. They're not going to come and pay a ticket and buy a ticket to watch you lose. They want to watch you win. They want to watch their hometown hero win. And I lost that very first fight. And I, I mean, I dislocated my thumb. I cut my, I broke, you know, she broke my nose. I couldn't keep my left hand up. You know, you get, you, yeah, you, you'll get yourself, <laughs> you get a bone broken if you can't learn to keep your hands up. And, you know, I lost that fight. It was a tough fight. It was a hard fought fight. It was a good fight, but I, I lost it. And it was really hard to come back after that. It's really hard to hold your head up high and walk out of the arena bloodied, battered, bruised, and then turn around a month later and come back again and fight again. And that a lot of people don't come back from that kind of embarrassment. It's embarrassing in front of thousands of people. It's embarrassing. You know, I don't even have tape of my first fight. I don't know. I have a couple of tapes of my fights, but I don't even really want to even see how bad I, I'm sure I did horrible. Everybody does bad on their first fight. You know, when I was in high school, I tried out for, what was that thing called? Like the pageant queen. And I lost that when I was in high school. I don't remember how old I was, but I didn't win. And I remember the next day, the next day was a Saturday night. The next day was church. I was raised in a very strict Pentecostal family. And my, you went to church. You went to church. And I remember, and my dad and mom just didn't tolerate any bull crap, you know, but I think I was, what was I, 16? And I remember the, I was so embarrassed. I was, ah, you know, like I was thrown. I couldn't believe I'd lost, you know, I, or I didn't win. I don't even remember who won. I just didn't win. And, uh, you know, you lay it out on the line, you get up there, you know, you do your talent, you sing. I think I sang, I believe the children are our future. 
teach them well and let them lead the way. I did. I sang the Whitney Houston song. I remember that now. <laughs> anyway, I lost. I just let it all hang out and I lost. And I was the next day, my family got up to go to church and I wouldn't get out of bed. And my parents were like, get up. You're going to church. And I was like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. And they, I'm a little surprised they let me get away with it. Probably because they probably couldn't spank me at 16 years old, but they were like, get up. You don't get to stay home from church. This family goes to church on Sundays. You have to get up. And I was just like, I can't face people. I can't face people. And I was crying. I was being a little baby. And they let me stay home. I mean, like after they really fought me on it, they were just like, this is baloney. You have to hang your head high. It would speak more about you if you go ahead and show up than not show up. Well, now that I'm older, I get that, you know. And oh, I couldn't do it. Ah, I was so embarrassed. And they let me stay home. I'm really surprised. But they let me stay home. And it was stupid. It was stupid to hide myself, you know, without, I didn't want to show myself. I was too embarrassed to anybody to see me. Oh, I can't believe this. That was definitely falling on, well, in my mind, definitely landing on concrete for the pageant, you know, definitely landing on concrete in a lot of people's eyes, losing that first fight. I mean, my promoter lost confidence in me. My coach probably lost confidence in me, although he didn't say that. He continued to coach me. My husband probably lost confidence. Everybody probably lost confidence in me. They're probably like, yeah, she ain't coming back from that. That's too much of an embarrassment. That's hitting concrete. Ah, she ain't coming back from that. You know, she embarrassed herself in front of all the whole, you know, OHS and didn't win the pageant queen. That's hitting concrete. And at the time, oh, I thought for sure I can never show my face in public again. You know, a few years later, a few years ago, I released a product with Code Red and I stood up in front of a crowd and I pitched this product, although I didn't pitch it the right way and I didn't, I didn't do anything. I didn't do any of the big $5,000 high ticket product that I didn't even set up. I didn't do anything the right way. And when I pitched it, nobody bought. And it was super embarrassing, fell flat on my face. That would probably be a career ender. I mean, you should have heard the crickets. It was so embarrassing. I mean, people thought I had lost my mind. That probably in a lot of people's mind is, is landing on concrete. All of you guys listening have landed on concrete. All of you guys have. And the problem is that you well, I would let me back up and say all of you guys have landed on hard ground. The problem is a lot of you guys think you landed on concrete and you never came back from it. The difference between you and me is the fact that I did land on concrete, but in my mind, I landed on the hard ground. In my mind, I didn't let it stop me. It wasn't a career ender. I didn't let it hold me back. I got back up. I kept going. You know how many times I have been thrown from a horse? I can't believe, I think of all the times I was out riding my horse where nobody, when completely unsupervised, of course supervised, we weren't supervised growing up. This is when we drank from hoses and uh, no, we had hundreds of acres at our disposal and I rode my horse every day. And I can't believe all the times that I could have been killed out in the middle of nowhere. Nobody would ever have found my body. Out in the middle of nowhere. But I just kept getting up, kept getting up, kept getting up, kept getting up. You know, all the times that I was in 4-H selling my pig or my steer and my pig or my steer not coming in at a really high price or maybe just getting sold for rock bottom price. 
and me being thankful to the, to the good Lord, you know, that I even sold my pig on my steer because that's a really tough spot for a 4-H kid to be standing in there in the middle of the arena. You know, it's do or die and nobody is bidding on your animal. And you're like, oh my gosh, is this really? And then it goes for like 92 cents a pound or something, you know, like really low. I, what did I pay here this last October 2020 at the auction? Like I think I paid $4,000 for three hogs or whatever. So let me tell you, it is nerve wracking. There are so many times where I hit the hard ground. I got kicked out of a horse show. I'm telling you guys some stories here. I'm telling you guys some stories. One time I got mad at my horse, you guys. I was at a 4-H horse show. And um, as a 4-H kid, back in the day, back in the 80s and 90s, we adhered to the rules. I don't know how 4-H is run now, but it was a serious business back in the day. And I got mad at my horse, and I slapped my horse. My horse did something. I don't remember what it was, and I slapped my horse, and somebody saw me. Did I need to be kicked out of 4-H for that? Personally, I look back on it, no. I don't think I needed to be kicked out. I think I needed to be punished, but my parents could have certainly done that if that adult would have just gone and told my, my parents, but instead they told the board of directors, the one that's the head of the whole 4-H commissioner, whatever the heck they call him. And I got kicked out of 4-H for hitting my horse. I don't know if the horse nipped me or something. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I mean, I don't think it was called for and I'm not one to abuse animals. Please don't think that you guys, anybody that knows me and animals, you know, a, I love horses and B I would, I would shank somebody with a shiv, a homemade shiv if they ever, if I ever caught somebody abusing an animal. You know, the horse had done something, deserved to be, you know, to be reprimanded, but I don't think it, it I think it looked worse than what it was. I don't know, but I don't remember the, what the exact situation was. But this adult overreacted that saw me. I was a kid, I was a teenager, and I got kicked out. And it was so embarrassing for me to go to try to come back from that. I was embarrassed. You know, I was one of the top showmen in the county. And I got, it was embarrassing. All of these situations and so many more could seem like hitting the concrete. It could seem like career enders. But for some reason, the way I'm wired, I don't know. I don't have it in me to quit. I just don't. I don't have it in me to just quit. I would pivot. If anything, I would pivot. You know, I talked to James, my business coach, after that, that one product I presented and I failed miserably at it. And he said, okay, so you're embarrassed. Okay, so you embarrass yourself in front of a couple hundred people. Okay, what are you going to do about it now? Let's learn from this. Let's move on. And I'm really glad. I think the way he reacted to me, because I was just, I was embarrassed even telling him how it went. Hey, how did it go with that high ticket off that you pitched, Christy? And it was incredibly embarrassing. I mean, I just, I can't, and I could hardly even tell him. And he said, okay, listen, we all have done this. You made a mistake. Let's not dwell on it. Let's just move forward in a different direction. Let's just make sure we learn from it and we don't do that again. So many times I have landed on concrete, but in my mind, I just landed on hard ground. On my mind, it was just a broken nose and a split lip and a, and a sprained thumb. All right. I didn't get knocked out. In my mind, I looked for the good. All right. So you didn't get knocked out, Christy. You lost your first fight. You didn't get knocked out. You fought good and hard. You went all the distance. Okay. You know, you were still standing. Nobody had to carry you out. There were good things that happened. Okay. So let's, let's look at the good. Went back to training, trained even harder, went on to win my next seven fights. So it's all the way you look at it. I fear that so many of you guys are 
looking at this situation (laughs) the wrong way. I fear that so many of you guys are thinking you can't come back from something, that this is a career ender, a deal breaker, instead of just saying, yeah, I'm bruised, I'm broken, I'm busted up, but I ain't dead. I'm going to get back up. I'm going to keep moving forward. Maybe I'll pivot. Maybe I'll just try again at the same thing. Maybe, but so many of you guys give up. When it comes to people gaining their weight back after Code Red, let's say you lost your weight with Code Red. You might have even been a leader with Code Red and you left the community and you gained your weight back, maybe some weight or all of it or half of it or more than what you originally weighed. So many people think that that is hitting concrete. They think that's it. They think they can't come back from that. They think that that's a deal breaker and that's a career ender and that there's nothing they can do that like that. And they're so embarrassed. And I truly don't understand. Like, what? Can, okay, so you're embarrassed. Yeah, I get that part too. But to not do anything about it, to just like, well, that's it. I got to be fat the rest of my life. You got to spend the next 60 years being fat because of embarrassment? I just can't, I don't wrap my, I can't wrap my head around that. It doesn't make any sense to me. Zero. I don't think there's ever a situation in weight loss or in code red that is hitting concrete. I don't think you could ever hit concrete unless you are like in a pending lawsuit against me, unless you tried to steal from me or you committed fraud against me, then you're going to get completely cut out of code red. I'm going to sue you and you're going to be paying fines and all my court fees and I'm never going to let you into code red again. Probably not. We do have a couple people like that that have, have committed fraud against code red and, and you know, we've taken legal action against them. But I can't think of any situation where you're not welcome, other than that, welcome back in the community just because you gained some weight back? Why? Why on earth are you letting that hold you back? I just, I don't get it. Why are you treating that as a career ender? Don't do that. Don't, don't do that because I am not looking at you like that. I am not. I see you, my heart, I don't judge you. I don't go, well, I'll tell you what, well, that idiot, I can't believe it. I mean, I warned you. Yeah, of course. I'm not even going to say I told you so, although I did tell you so. Like, look, come on. (laughs) Everybody's got their situation. Everybody's got their situation. Like, I, when I work with Chris Gethin, I got down to, my goal weight was 154. I got down to 151 and went right back to 154. So I got down to 154. But I, my weight went up to 158. So I fluctuate between 54 and 58. But when I told, and I, I check in with Chris Gethin and I are friends. And when I check in with him, I tell him what my weight is, what my current weight is and my current situation, my current workouts, my current weight, my current eating protocol, like whatever I'm doing, I tell him what it is. Do you think that guy is mean to me because my weight is four pounds above goal? Absolutely not. He's happy to hear from me. If you were to tell me I gained some weight back, Christy, but I really want to get back into the into code red, you think I'm going to judge you for that? My goodness, I'm going to be like, yes, thank you. I'm so glad you're back. This is awesome. Okay, whatever happened is in the past. The past is the past. I don't care. Yes, I do want you to identify where you went wrong. 
not to beat you up, but so that we don't repeat the mistake. And when I check in with Chris Gethin and I tell him, hey, my, my weight is 157, 158, 155, whatever it is, I tell him why, where I went wrong. All right, this is where I went wrong. I ate popcorn at eight o'clock at night, you know, like, I, or I, uh, like I'm, I'm not doing whatever, whatever. I, I missed my watermark. I been my sleep score has been freaking 72 the last three nights. I had to fire an employee. I had two more quit. You know, I've, all my packages are stuck somewhere because of an ice storm. Like all my clients are upset because they haven't gotten their packages. Like I, and I'm losing sleep over it. Like usually it's sleep related. It's usually not because I'm eating crap food, ordering Domino's. And he's, he's my neighbor, so he would see if I was ordering Domino's, by the way. <laughs> he said to me the other day, he said, I haven't ordered Domino's since you guys moved in, you know, or something. Uh, he's not that way, but, you know, joking with me. But I tell him where I went wrong because it's good for me to verbalize it. And it's good for him to hear that I see where I went wrong. And all I want, that's all I want from you. I just want you to verbalize, here's where I went wrong. It started with the holiday and making homemade snickerdoodles for my grandkids. And then I kept a few around for me and my husband. And then I just, I quit weighing myself. And then I started having Diet Coke and coffee all day long. Never had any water. I haven't had water in three weeks, Christy. I haven't had water in three months. I haven't been on the scale. I haven't been on the scale in a year and a half. I haven't been on the scale in six months. Like you got to identify where you went wrong, but in no way, shape or form, are you hitting concrete when you gain your weight back? You've got to know this. Please grasp this. If you don't hear anything I say, if you don't get anything I say out of this entire podcast, understand that this is not a deal breaker. There's no amount of weight that you could gain that is a deal breaker. That's how my heart is. There's nothing even you could say to me. Some of you guys see me in public and you know, if you talk to me, I ask you, or maybe you come to an event or whatever, maybe you gain some weight back, or I talk to you on Instagram or something. You're not going to hear me ever say, or even what I feel like, I don't even feel this. You're never going to hear me say, ah, oh, man, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, Karen. It's a lot of weight. You gained back 62 pounds. Really? I don't know, Karen. Hmm. I don't know if you can come back. Are you kidding me? No way, no way. You do not hit concrete when you gain your weight back. That is not a deal breaker. I want you to get this through your head. You just hit the hard ground. You're broken, you're bruised, you're busted, but you're still getting up. The fact that you even, that you even recognized it, that's getting up off the ground. That's one foot in front of the other. That's all I care about. It's all up to you whether you hit concrete or you hit the hard ground. You decide in so many areas of your life, if you're going to come back from this or not, but I got to have you on board. If you gained your weight back, I got to have you believe it in yourself. There's only so much I can believe in. I can believe in you. Absolutely. I've watched some people do some pretty miraculous things. Let me, let me tell you something. Never underestimate somebody. Never underestimate what's in somebody's heart. I have underestimated a couple of my opponents in my day. Let me tell you, I got my ever-loving butt kicked all the way across that ring. And I will never underestimate someone who's got nothing to lose or someone who you don't know what's in someone's heart. And I don't know what's in your heart, but only you know what's in your heart. Only you can see 
That's it. When, when you're alone at night and you're looking in the mirror, what are you saying to yourself? I know you can come back from this. I know that this is not a deal breaker. It's not in my mind. So I am fine. I get it. I, if you need to hear this from me, I forgive you. Do you need to hear that? I don't know if you need to hear that. I forgive you. Please stop with the shame. Get up. We're going to heal those bones. Your broken nose is going to heal. I've had five of them. I know. The stitches, it's all going to heal. You're going to have some scars, maybe. You're going to have some battle wounds, maybe. But you're going to keep moving forward. It all depends on you. Can you come back from this? I believe you can, but you've got to believe you can. All you need to do is make that one call. That's all. <laughs> you got to make that step to join the next challenge. You got to make that step to get to dust off your custom program, to get back in the custom program group. You got to make that next step. You got to take that next step. All I'm asking for is one little baby step. Can you get your code red water bottle back out? Could you just get it back out and drink one of these tomorrow for me? Can you give me three of these tomorrow? It doesn't take much. Just one step. I'm going to reach out my hand. Take my hand. Because in my mind, in my heart, in every ounce of my being, you did not hit concrete if you gained back your weight. And look at the other areas of your life that you might be thinking that you can't come back from. I beg you to reconsider. I beg you to rethink that and give it a second thought and say, ah, you know what? Maybe I can. Even if I got to pivot a little bit, I'm going to move forward with this original plan. All right. Somebody need to hear this. Somebody needed to hear this right now. I love you. I'm thinking about you. I'm here for you. I ain't going nowhere. Okay. 10 pound takedown. We have them every month. I would love to have you in it. All right. Click on the link. I've linked it up below and I will see you in the next podcast. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. Do you have a question that you'd like me to answer raw and uncut on the podcast? Then all you have to do is head over to Apple Podcast on your phone or computer and do three simple things. Leave a rating and review telling me what you think of the podcast. And in that review, ask anything you want related to health, weight loss, or mindset. And if you want a shout out, leave your Instagram handle or name. That's all. Then listen in to hear your question answered live, raw, and uncut on the next Q&A episode. So I'll see you on the next episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle.